in Arlington, Virginia. We went and I said, hey, Mike, I don't know if you've been out to dinner with black people before, but I'm going to let you know when the bill comes, nobody's going to volunteer to pay that bill. I know when you probably go out with your people, someone grabs a check and say, no, no, Eric, I got it this time. I got it. That's not going to happen here tonight. Let me assure you. I said, you're going to see some argument. And sure enough... What up, what up, what up, what up? It's three brothers, no sense. I'm Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-host, Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Wonder Woman 3 got canceled. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah. <laughs> James Gunn walked walk in, guns a-blazing, man. He is uh, canceling things and turning things off. Um, but I'm here for it, man. I, I I think that's a good thing. DC needs that, or the DC extended universe, the the movie universe needed that because it is all over the place. I mean, I like some of the stuff. We were just talking about Buff, the Batman uh, got a lot of praise and and everything. It actually wasn't a really bad, but it was it was boring when it comes to you know a a superhero movie. And so that that's most of the feedback that I got from it. So the people that like psychological th- thrillers and stuff like that would love it, right? I, I think that's what it leaned into was that. And I think James Gunn is coming in and saying, look, we need something consistent. We need something that when people think of Batman, they think of this this character, right? Uh, and, and we can actually take that character and put it in other movies and we can have an interconnected extended universe instead of just all these multiversal four different Batmans running on the screens and all of that stuff. So I think he wants to have a more consistent approach to it. And that's why they canceled Wonder Woman 3 other than Wonder Woman 2 just sucked. I mean, Wonder Woman 84 or whatever it was, 83, it was horrible too. So DC has just been making a lot of slip ups. And so I'm, I'm down for it. Go clean house, reset and make this thing right. So they're not going to do like a inch of the bat verse. <laughs> they should do something like that. Well, that's kind of what they're doing with uh, the Flash movie with the reset. And I think Flash if they point. did it, yeah, Flashpoint, if they do Flashpoint and they do it right, I think that could be a really good movie to reset the universe with and just kind of maybe do some reshoots or whatever and just go ahead and do that. But then they have all the Ezra Miller issues that are out there. And do they even want to release that and not? I've, I heard, I've heard talks where they're not even going to release it and all that. So I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, it's just all jacked up over there. But um, that would be a good movie to reset the universe and then have one consistent universe. They can use Thanos Snap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they've they've reset it. I mean, with the New Fifty Two, that's how they got to the New Fifty Two. They had like an apocalypse type event. So there's a whole bunch of things they can do to reset it. I think James Gunn needs to come in and just say, "This is the next movie. Let's make that." Uh, and then from there, you can have a consistent theme have everything compress on itself and get rid of the multiverse. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how they do it. Uh, because there's so many good stories in the DC universe, but you have to have an interconnected movie universe in order for them to work. Because without it, you can't bring all the characters together. and You can't have them doing their things and some of that like affects the other people. That's what makes Marvel so good is that all the stuff is just kind of happening and one movie ties into the other. They won't get until they bring Plastic Man. Yo, Plastic Man is the truth, though, for real. Like, don't don't look at Plastic Man from the cartoon and all that. Like, Plastic Man in the comic books was the truth. Like, yeah, real. So, but that's 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 all I had, man. I did want to talk a little bit about um, Ted Cruz and his daughter. You know, we had our our kind of suicide prevention uh, discussion at the end of last episode. Uh, and that we don't know if it was an actual official attempt at suicide, but uh, the police were called to her house or to their house for her um, having self-inflicted stab wounds on her arms. And that's what the reports are saying. And for those that don't know, she came out as bisexual uh, a few months ago. 
And so you guys know Ted Cruz is very much anti-LBGTQ and anti-gay and all of that. That's generally the Republican platform anyway. And Anti-American. So, yeah, it all that. But, you know, it, it's, again, during the holidays, check on the people, check on the folks that are strong, and definitely check on the folks that, you know, are... Um, people are coming after them and and you know they they have to deal with uh, a lot of negativity in their life their life already make sure that they're good especially over the holidays uh i believe a family friend did come out and officially say it was a uh a suicide attempt i don't want to uh i don't want to go as far as to say you know mention what ted cruz's stance is on anything like that i'll just leave it at it's a very difficult situation. Anybody who has kids, even if you don't have kids, that's a difficult situation. And uh, just pray that she pulls through whatever it is that she's battling and uh, be comfortable with, with, with herself. Being a teenager, as it is, I would imagine it's difficult with all this social media and stuff. Um, I'm going to veer in a different direction. A long time ago, Tavar said we need to celebrate ourselves more. So I'm going to do that right now. And I'm going to flex. Uh, I am not only a co-host of Three Brothers No Sense, I want the audience to know. I'm buffed. I'm not that. Well, no. That, yeah, I guess that. <laughs> but I am a 2006 Time Magazine Person of the Year, a 2022 Congressional Gold Medal recipient. Nice. As well. Nice. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations, bro. <laughs> uh, appreciate it. I need you to throw the, the applause. I know, right? <laughs> uh, that 2006 time maker, that's an inside joke. You just got to Google that and see why I say that. Uh, but also, Three Brothers, man, we got featured in uh, Voyage ATL this week. So if you haven't, please check out that uh, interview with us, man. We appreciate them, you know, just uh, publicizing us and, and putting us in there. I guess you say online magazine. So thank you, Voyage ATL, for that. And uh, like I said, check it out. It's about us bigging up our profile and whatnot. So a lot of good things going on amongst all the... We spoke on it last week, the personal loss both of you guys had. Uh, my my thoughts and prayers are with you and not the empty kind that you hear politicians say. My thoughts and prayers are truly with you, brothers. So Appreciate if, it. If you need anything, y'all already know what to do. Let, yeah. let a brother know. Appreciate that, bro. Well, let me just take a sec. How are you brothers holding up? It's well, holidays. I told, you, I told you how I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> keep feeling yourself. <laughs> yeah, keep feeling. <laughs> no, I'm good. That's good. Bro. That's good. Yeah. yeah, as good as can be, right? I mean, it, like like Byron said, there's a lot of loss out there, um, and and that's that's why I'm, uh, I'm really emotional about any other losses and uh, and all of that, uh, and and really feeling for other people right now, um, because I, you know, it, especially with mine, um, it, it, and yours, I think, but uh, you know, a 19 year old. I look at her almost like a niece, my, my cousin, me and my cousin, we grew up so close, you know, pretty much every day. We all went to my grandma's house after school type thing, or she was over there every weekend we were together. So we grew up as siblings, even though we were cousins. And so, you know, I it, it's one of those things that at 19 years old, you, you don't expect that. The kids think they're invisible, uh, invincible. And I think a little bit of that, we think they're invincible too. And so it's really, really difficult when you think about that is losing somebody at that age. And so, again, I, I appreciate you bringing it up. I use this podcast as therapy. Uh, I, we, we've talked about that a few times. Uh, and and so being able to talk about it and get it out and, and not bottle it up is a huge thing, man. So, you know, appreciate you asking. That's good. That's good. I don't have much again, fellas. Um just happy to be here honestly you know as each day goes by as by the time well when this show drops monday i will be celebrating my 42nd trip around uh the sun isn't that what the hotep say isn't it how is that do hoteps think uh, we go around the sun like disc rotation isn't that it the flat earthers or hoteps are different than flat earthers they're definitely definitely definitely. (laughs) you know you know um and just realizing like you said we had two losses at very young ages that every day is not promise you know you never never think about um i don't i think I i don't ever think about not being here tomorrow 
you know like it's you just assume that and nothing you know the old folks said you know tomorrow's not promised you're like I get it grandma tomorrow's not promised but it's not man people are dying every minute every second every day um, a lot of those people you just assumed we're going to be here for a lot longer so um, if I'm so fortunate to see uh, be here the day this drops you know so um, I'll be celebrating my 42nd birthday so that's big don't have any plans yet I was trying to plan some this weekend but I ended up working and having an event instead so trying to make these monies because uh, you know, it's not cheap around here but besides that um, just happy for the holidays man I'm really trying to get in the holiday spirit it's been a little a lagging this year so I don't know what I what I need to do uh, the tree's up Byron uh, now that you, you've approved of that but very well <laughs> you know um, I still haven't put any other other decorations up outside and all that so I bought my my popcorn that makes oh. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. buy my yeah. popcorn. Still got my cookies. I haven't opened those yet. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I need to open my cookies. Yeah, open your cookies. Yeah. Byron was just just had some hot chocolate with a, a candy cane in it and marshmallows, so he went all out. He like did a, a fancy hot cocoa. Um, yeah. Is Waikisha doing the um? Was that Waikisha that was doing the hot cocoa, cocoa bomb? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, wow. We need you to send it to three brothers some I need some my wife was actually asking about that a few weeks ago my bad um if you're doing that again um we need it yeah put me down yeah. gotta get in the holiday spirit man have you turned on um you know silent night oh yeah I've been I've been listening to rocking... I okay. put it on um, Christmas station I put it on uh, my Pandora my Jackson 5 uh holiday mix and pentatonics Holiday mix is actually a pretty good one. So they're a acapella group that was on. I forgot the name of the show a few years ago where they had this acapella competition. But they are pretty good. They're they're pretty good, but they really have a niche niche around the holidays. So um, outside of that, is my there she is. Is that Sophie? Yes, she got. She's trying on her Shein haul. We need to like make a whole Shein haul video. Hello. Hey, hey. <laughs> Say hello, everybody. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Tell the people who are, who are you. What's your name? Skylar. Skylar. How old are you, Skylar? Seven. You know what? That's funny. Uh, Ollie's seven, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Ollie you know Ollie's, Ollie's eight. He turned eight. He's eight, and I'm nine, but... He never he never says we're correct. So seven, eight, nine? Yeah. That's why six scared. <laughs> All right, so let's get a joke. <laughs> He's disappointed in you, Daddy. He's that was a good joke. That was a good one. That was a good I, take on the whole yeah. It was a good pun, but he's disappointed in yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, come on. <laughs> you ready for the joke? My favorite queso is the one you keep around for emergencies. Just in queso. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. She dissed your joke. <laughs> who, picked, who picked that one? He did. Of course he did. He's trying to bring you down, Sophie. No. He, no. He's a crab in a barrel. Fine, I, got, I got another one. If he, so if you ready if you want another one? Okay, give us another one, Sophie. Do you like this one? I, I, don't, want, I don't want you trying to say it was my joke. It, it was, and let's see it. Just got hospitalized due to a peekaboo accident. They put me in the ICU. Oh no, very scary. <laughs> very, very scary. <laughs> That's a little better. That's a little better. That's a little you better. picked the joke. <laughs> yeah, we got. You know, we got to keep him around. <laughs> he's a great he's, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty a awesome. great he dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like not funny. Right. No, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. I'm going to the All right, tell Sophie bye. Bye. <laughs> bye, Sky. <sighs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All righty. Here we go. So who wants to go first? Uh, I can do that. Okay. Cool. Um, I want you fellas to tell me something you don't like about America. <laughs> Look at Ferg. <laughs> <laughs> Just one thing? Uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> There has to be some rules to this. Okay. Uh, how about you can't say racism? What about classism? What about ageism? <laughs> you can say ageism. You can say that. Uh, Gender inequality. Uh, I, will, I will say try to pick something because, like, unique to America? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you can. Is Trump racism? Is that the same thing? No. Trumpism? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely can say Trumpism. Um, I'll tell you I what I don't like. I, I got one. I don't like the idea of American exceptionalism. Mm. Okay, for the, for those that don't know, what is American exceptionalism? Okay, so American exceptionalism is the idea, almost like manifest destiny and all of that, right? American exceptionalism is like America is the the most exceptional country in the world. Everybody wants to come to America. Uh, everything that we do is the right way, and uh, everything. If you don't do it our way, then you know you're wrong, or you're backwards, or you're a third world country, or you're developing, or whatever, because you're not doing it our way. Um, and and the idea that nobody is smarter than us, nobody can do anything better than us. Um, that's the idea when it comes to American exceptionalism. So it was really, really prominent, especially during uh, the the 20s and and uh, and on into the. It, it's funny, but pre Jim Crow, when we were still like segregated and everything else, but somehow we thought America still was the greatest nation in the world. That uh, that, and, and and that's that. I, I won't say that because I do feel like I think we had that discussion. I do feel like America is the greatest nation in the world. I <laughs> I, I feel like here's where I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, right? But the idea of American exceptionalism is that everything we do is generally right and everything that anybody else does if it's different that it doesn't make sense that's the part i don't like about america i don't like that we go to other countries and feel like their cultures their traditions are backwards or wrong uh what they eat is weird compared to what america eats what they how they you know dress and how they even the design their homes and everything else it's like everything has to be the american standard uh and i don't like that uh, you know i've been to enough countries i've been in enough places that there's some pretty cool stuff out there pretty cool people and a lot of people don't want to come to america a lot of people are like i like my country i like living in my country i wouldn't want to go anywhere else um and 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 that same idea that will how and pride that we have in america they have in their countries and so i i don't like that we we are kind of like almost damn near xenophobic when it comes to that we're like at, it's us versus everybody else god bless america and in no place else <laughs> right it is i mean as you were saying that that's the first thing that popped in my mind so um, i think that's a really good one Rizzy. and i don't know if this is unique to america so i'm struggling with this and it might be very similar to your the conservative spirit america does not want to change for 
you know because of exception yeah that's what i'm saying like yeah (laughs) it's just and i don't even it's part that but even the stuff that they admit is wrong or we know is blatantly wrong it's just like the racism and all the things that you, you know we can't use racism as an example but it's like oh like you gotta okay so maybe i can't use that one then we are a walking oxymoron mm. <laughs> do tell i mean let's start with separation of church and state you mean to me that's the that's the that when it comes to politics in america that's like kind of how we that's one of the big things separation of church and state but everything is based off of christian judeo-christian values from abortion to um i don't know when, when we start i mean marriage yeah. i mean it's just it's just just the lg lgt LGBTQIA community like everything is based off of Judeo-Christian standards but there's a separation and I mean we we say we live in a democracy it's not a democracy um, we say our, our voice is for the people it's not I mean that's the big thing right now even when they're talking about and Buff you probably can help with this right now states rights when it comes to elections it's like it's I think it was going on in North Carolina right now. Is that where it's really hot talking about it, where it's they want to be able to have the state control everything that has to do with elections. But it's meaning that the government and the state can basically overturn the people's vote. But I mean, it's just it's just like we say these things. We talk about the the Bill of Rights. We talk about the Constitution. And it's so apparent that we're fooling ourselves. We can have the exact same. We can use that exact same <sighs> amendment to or whatever to say why we're for something or why we're against something. In the same argument, it's just like it's just so. There's no common sense. We lean on this. I don't know, man. I I can't. I I just got frustrated. I'm sorry. It um it sounds like all three of our answers are the same, and we're just like picking different ways to say it. My answer is our ignorance overall. Uh, and it ties into a lot of what Razio said, but just like um, we have a we have a percentage of this country that rails against socialism, but they can't quite tell you the definition of socialism, and they benefit from socialism. Yeah, but yeah. they but they but they rail against. We have a segment of this country, or should I say, a percentage of this country, they can't put uh, point out certain countries on a map. Um, we want, not only are we ignorant, but we embrace the ignorance sometimes to where we want to bury our true history if it's bad. If it's bad, you know, uh, we, we've talked about, you know, um, trying to change what happened with, with, with slavery and everything in, in these school systems, especially like in Florida and Texas and things. Uh, they want to bury that. Because it makes people feel bad. Buff, it's funny. I can't remember. It was a post or something. And it was just like one of these fake journalists or something. And they were interviewing people about uh, the... And it might not be exactly like this, but they were talking about um, how U.S. is beefing with Agrabah. (laughs) And should we go to war with them? Something along those lines. And people were like, yeah, "Yeah," the way they do that. Like, people had full-fledged, ignorant (laughs) opinions of Agrabah. And for those that don't know, Agrabah is a city or country in Aladdin. (laughs) (laughs) But these people were really like, they were being interviewed and they had true disdain for this country because it just sounded like that's where all terrorists go to yeah. study or whatever. I don't know what it was, but they no, they just did, did you see the video where they were like they're teaching Arabic numerals in schools and people were like they shouldn't be teaching that yada yada yada. 
again, that's what we use for our regular numbers. Like those are yeah, regular it's numbers. Just, it's just we go against things regardless. We want to fight. I don't know. You you started your answer off with can we say Trumpism? But I, I feel like our ignorance is is part of the reason why someone like Trump can rise and become president and say say the things that he said that may sound good, but when you like peel back the layers and get to the facts, it's like that's that's not true. But people, we do not care about facts a lot in this country, and this country can like bang the drums on like we determine who's good and who's bad like anytime we go after a dictator in the country we always say oh they're brutal they kill their own people there are so many leaders like this that we give money to all the time we don't care about who's brutal to their own people we care when you don't do what we tell you to do. <laughs> right that's when we care Saddam Hussein was like that we that loser got the key to the city one time <laughs> and, 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 and I think it was Detroit he got a key to the city so, but once he stopped, you know, doing what we wanted him to do or interfering when we was in um, Kuwait or whatever like that, then he became our enemy. Bin Laden, we gave him weapons. Okay, but then... He was a freedom fighter that we supported. Yeah, it, 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 mm-hmm. that is yeah right when he was supporting freedom. us against Russia. Yeah, 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 yeah. we wanted him so, to fight Russia. You're, so we, we pick and choose, like we have removed dictators throughout history. And so... Our ignorance and, like I said, Razio took like 75% of my answer with that American exceptionalism because I was going to call it false bragging, number one. Like, we love to say we're number one. In what? We're number one. <laughs> it's like that opening scene on uh, the newsroom, that, that that show that had three seasons on HBO. Like, that opening scene, you don't have to watch the show. Just watch that opening scene on episode one. America is number one in, in, in incarcerating people. M- maybe even drug usage, too. But we're not number one in education. We're not number one in anything that matters except brute strength and military spending. Football. <laughs> the other football at that, because the world recognizes football. Yeah, because World Cup is happening right now. <laughs> yeah. Perfect example. We refuse the rest of the world. Yeah. All right. Y'all trying to play football? You mean soccer? Yes. Yeah, this is, what the fuck is soccer? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kick the ball with my foot. Very simple to call it football. No, yeah. no, we don't want to do that. But that, what the fuck is soccer? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. But that's it. I mean, I guess um, it's gonna sound like we hate America, and I, I shouldn't have to say this. I love it here. This might be what cancels us. Yeah, <laughs> this might I be love it. it here. Yeah. But. I just wanted to point. There should be something you can point out too, but you know. And, and you know I mean? again, the ultimate the ultimate form of caring and loving the nation is actually criticizing it and saying, "Hey, here's some black eyes. Here's some faults." Right? A good yeah, it, friend would tell you when you you have your faults, and not just say, it, "You're the greatest thing in the world, girl. You look good in that dress. Go out in it." Like a good friend would be like, "Nah, take that off. That ain't it. Yeah, that, that ain't, ain't it. it. Right there, sis." <laughs> It's usually the people that have the flag avies in, in, in their social media profile. They're usually the least patriotic. They say they love America. They love America in the image. They love they the, con- the, the conservative America yeah. that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They love America the way they want to view America. Mm-hmm. And if you challenge anything that comes with those Judeo-Christian views... White Usually. Judeo-Christian views. Oh, Clayton, throw that in there. Clayton Bixby speech. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I mean, I've been a lot of places. I've seen I've seen some troubling times. I mean, some troubling places, and it's just... There are a lot of safeties and benefits that come from being an American. But like you said, I mean... You know what the, the the what I dislike the most about America is our potential that we just don't see. Like we truly could be unequivocally the greatest nation in the world. Like we have so much diversity, we have so many things that we could do right, but we just don't want to. Yeah, the lack of this, yeah. this is something I never thought about until right now as you were speaking for uh, 
the the Lannisters in, in Game of Thrones. Is that family a personification of America? You know how they are looked at as this rich family, but when they yeah, had man. private conversations, they were in a lot of debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have money like that. And they were once known as this, but and they have a lot of ignorance as far as like, you know, it's uh brother and sister fucking and shit like that. But I mean like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said it. Yeah, I don't know why incest sounded worse. Not not claiming one of the sons because he's a a dwarf, right? You know? Right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? like, no, I, I think that's a that's a good kind of <laughs> parallel. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but yeah. appreciate y'all playing along. Yeah. No, I like that, bro. Yeah, man, we have so much potential. We could be so good, and I think that's what people love about America. Is like the that's that's why you love hate it. Is if if we could get right, we're like that perfect. We're like that football team or that basketball, that soccer team, or that basketball team that. If we just realize our our potential, we're the bad news bears. We're that like we if we just have all the right stuff there, and if we can just like you know what, let's just choose the best candidate. Let's not play this, you know, the, the Dems versus Republicans. Like, let's just choose the best candidate. Who's going to benefit us the most? You know what? There's something going on. Maybe we should look into this global warming thing. You know. But when global warming's tied to, you know, abortions, you 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 can't you can't do what's right. So I don't know. Our ignorance is our our counter argument to global warming is it's cold outside. It snowed yesterday, so there can't be no global warming. That's that's America right there. Remember yeah. what I, I was explaining? Climate versus te- uh, you know what? temperature and weather. Like yeah. they don't know it's- the difference. Yeah, it's you know, I mean, we fight against so many things, you know. And I, well, let's go. Next question. I, I, I don't want God bless you, America. Yeah, you want to go or you want me to jump in? Um, in no other place. My question might align somewhat with Byron's. We're going back to talk about America. Do you believe the American dream was ever real? And do you think it's attain- attainable for recent generations, or do we need to, or has it switched? Uh, it it was real for white people, and it's become even less real for them now. As uh, so, what wait. was this? This mm, early nineteen hundreds. <laughs> After up until maybe uh, somewhere after World War Two, I guess. Okay. I, I'll I'll say I I think the dream was real and is real, right? I I when you talk about is it attainable? Was it attainable? Always, no, right? It, it was attainable for certain people at certain times, right? White people could do it, black people could uh, post segregation. Or, or desegregation, right, before the end. But you still had even black uh, people that could attain the dream every once in a while, right? You you had your talented 10th, as they were called, or those black people that could make it out and, and achieve the dream. Uh, and, and so there were even pockets of black people or minorities that were making and having the American dream, even in the 20s, 30s, 40s, or whatever. Um, so I think the dream is there. I think it being attainable has always been a part of why it was the dream, right? It's like, it's hard to get. And so I want it and I want to try to get to it. And those, those, you know, white people in the forties and fifties, they, they had a much easier chance of getting it. But now it's getting to be where it's not about color as much as it's about economic status, your head start, where you started at now versus you know where you um gonna end up right um and then you talk about you add in inflation and everything else it's just harder right we we're not increasing the minimum wage uh when you talk about true capitalism i probably is the best way to say it is like 100 percent capitalism and the idea that companies are going to take care of their people regardless right that just 
doesn't jive with what we've seen with true capitalism and so buff you talked about the whole people want to rail against socialism but the thing is a lot of socialism is what uh, it contributed to and got a lot of people the american dream right Uh, those social services and programs is what made people be able to get the american dream or attain the american dream that didn't have that head start so i i think attainability is the hardest part of it and i'd say right now it's very difficult to obtain the american dream because the dream has increased before a two-bedroom one-bath house with a white picket fence was the american dream right and now you have that that's that's trash because social media told me that i need a five bedroom three thousand square foot house with you know glass windows everywhere and and you know hardwood floors and everything else so the dream has morphed because social media has let the dream morph and so now i don't think it's as attainable i um i think a lot i said after world war ii but maybe maybe more a little more recent than that i would say maybe the beginning sometimes during reagan administration because that's that during that administration that's when we saw one of the biggest wealth gaps between the rich and the poor and I remember the economy just being like H.W. Bush inherited such a bad economy from Reagan. That American dream that Razio was talking about, I was going to hit on that too. It has expanded. It's no longer the the one person, the one adult household. Well, not income. The one adult, yeah, the one adult income that can go work and have enough to pay all the bills, the mortgage, and take the family on vacation in the summer and all that stuff like that, and have a savings and pay for college for the kids and everything like that. Like the costs have increased, the wages haven't kept up, and the dream has expanded, like Rosie said, to where you almost need two incomes and a side hustle and 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 like some type of other income as well. So it's 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 still attainable, but it's it's difficult as hell. Yeah. You guys hit on a lot of great points. So I always look at I grew up in the 80s, so we watched a lot of TV and a a lot of the shows were around that nuclear family, that American dream or some version of it. Even even when they were supposed to kind of be poor, they still Al Bundy. Yeah. Al Bundy sold shoes. He had a four bedroom, (laughs) three bedroom house, three three bedroom house, two stories, two car garage. Was able to still take his family on trips. Homer Simpson. I mean, and he you, he wasn't working at Christian Louboutin. He's working at a, a regular <laughs> shoe store. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, think about it. All the shows from the sixties, seventies, eight. So to me, the baby boomers and the early Gen Xers were the last people who truly got to experience that American dream. That was, I think, it was obtainable because as you guys kind of said standards were a little lower it was that three two bedroom house you know being enough to you know take your family on vacation it was a lot of single households yeah and vacation vacation wasn't hey we gotta go three states over whatever it was it it was like we gonna get in the car and we gonna drive eight hours you know what was national lampoons type thing we get in the station where we drive there yeah, so it was obtainable even for black families. It was a different dream, but we have a lot of our grandparents and stuff that the grandmother didn't have to work. They had a house. They had some even had land and they had things. You know, they were a lot more comfortable to a certain extent. Now they're now they didn't have the lavish lives we li- live, but they still, you know, granddad brought his check home. You know, he could do certain things. You know, it was a the nuclear family was strong. You had one person at the house that was always with the kids and, you know, being Mm -hmm. able to take care of them and help them with certain things. You don't have that now. You know, when minimum wage is what, seven eighty, seven ninety, something like that. Um, and a lot of these people have to work multiple jobs just to survive. So to me, the American dream is if you could work an honest living, work hard and be willing to work, you can provide for your family, even if it's a two income family. And that is not the case today. You know, so that's on the the the, the lower end. But I mean, we were told to go to college, get, a, you know, we grew up in that area era where going to college 
was the way to go like that's pretty much your you know that that's what we were told we needed to do mm-hmm. you know you go to college you get a good job you make money have a wife have a kid tap kids and three three bath two, three bed two bath white picket fence such is life I remember watching movies think about all these movies in the 80s and 90s people getting these summer jobs to pay their way through college Caddyshack like this is what people are doing pay a summer job doesn't pay for books these days mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like it's and that's the thing going back to that conservatives you know that's what's wrong with the world today you know we had to work and pay our way through dude you can't do that <laughs> you can't you got to take out student loans you got to do these things it's it's a trap um and so the boomers and early gen xers were the last people to really benefit from a lot of these programs so that american dream if you work hard and get a decent job you can take a step back what was the the biggest commercial growing up with somebody who can work a Start from the bottom, get a nice nine to five, and be respected in his community. <laughs> Good, and old make a difference. Good old Calvin. Good old Calvin. Don't like that was really. No, you can work at McDonald's. You know, start off. You start, you start off on the fr- uh, washing lettuce, then you clean the fries. Freaking um, coming to America made a joke of this. Mm-hmm. Like though, if you had a a decent job where you were willing to work and make, potentially work your way up you can live the American dream and be okay and and that, that's just so far and it's has American dream changed for us do we still need to be pushing our kids to have we adapted and where we're leading our children and stuff to them you know, do we want all our kids to go to college you know and if they're going to college are we just saying get a degree and they get the degree and you know they're making i think the average college graduate coming out is making around forty thousand dollars a year some of them might cap out at sixty sixty five thousand dollars a year but they got a hundred thousand dollars in student loans yeah. and that's not bad money by any means it's still more than an um the median uh, american income household income what i'm saying is we're telling them these things and we're like because that we that's all we know. We still look towards the American dream as this is how you become successful. You know, get married. A lot of people aren't getting married these days. You know, all those things that we believed, you know, have kids and all this stuff. Maybe that's not their future. Maybe you become an entrepreneur. Maybe you get a trade. Maybe you don't start a family. Maybe you just like to travel. Maybe you're, you know, do we need to be more open to what the American dream is? Or is American? Is it time to get rid of the American dream and say live your dream? Or, or the American dream is living your dream. I was gonna say I think I don't think people look at it as trying to obtain an American dream. They look at it as living like Rosie said for the most part. Uh, that social media life. So some of it is our fault. Like wages haven't kept up with um, the cost of uh, living, but some of it is our fault. Some of the things that we want and don't necessarily need, like. It's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's great for your mental health, but like taking eight trips a year, <laughs> that's not that's not necessarily what you need. You know what I'm saying? But that's what a lot of people want to do now. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, working with young men and seeing some of the the clothes and things they can afford, and it, it's so funny because they're still they're 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 the off, offspring of social media and reality TV shows. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, and like to see. You know, a 14 year old in three hundred dollar, four hundred pair of dollar, four hundred dollar pair of Yeezys. You know, like these dudes, they might have a six, seven hundred dollar outfit on. And it's like, we know you don't buy that. Like, what what are we instilling in kids? What are we instilling in? But it's the parents are just as bought in. The kids are being taught this is the way to go, and it's just scary where the future is going to be. And then, how do they get here? we know you you don't have a job we know you can't afford this stuff so it's mm-hmm. honestly rising and buffer buying it so who are you really impressing yeah. girl he got money no his parents got money right you know it, it's but then they get there and um, I had this talk with a family member during Thanksgiving and he was talking about oh my god it wasn't oh, Let's say it was a 
a Louis. Oh, what kind of bag was it? Messenger bag. And he wanted a messenger bag for school. It's a thousand dollar messenger bag. He's in high school. And shit, if it's Louis, it's probably more than that. I want to say it was Louis. I, I, I Versace, one of those. He's like, but you know what? I, I understand that sometimes you can't get what you want, so I'm willing to get a Michael Kors bag. It's only like two hundred something dollars, and. But it's on sale right now for like one seventy nine. So you're saving forty something dollars. I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm saving one hundred and seventy nine uh, sale price and two twenty five regular price. You better get this Jan Sport. But in his <laughs> mind, he deserved it. Like he deserved. You know, I feel like if you go to school, you get grades and stuff like that. You should be able to get these things. I'm like, why? What have you done? And I'm like, what's good grades? You got all A's. Nah, all B's. Nah, I got a couple of C's, and you know, if I uh, when I take this test, I should pull my D up to a C in whatever class. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we really talking about here? And but that's the generation now. They feel entitled. These are the kids that are ordering DoorDash to school, eating twenty dollar lunches every day. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. definitely oh. a thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> These kids are eating. They eat better than you. They eat better than you. They door. Think about that. Think about Ooh. being in high school, being able to door dash, or where we couldn't go because we 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 didn't have a ride. Um, being able to Uber or take a lift wherever you wanted to go. Uh, you mentioned gone fishing. Imagine Byron got a little job. He got a little money. So imagine being able to order gone fishing to bring your, bring your lunch up to school on a Friday. Uh, to flex. I most, I most definitely would have did that. Yeah, most you know, like mm-hmm. that's the kind of things they're doing now. Shrimp dinner. And yep. if they don't work, they're still doing it because because Byron's doing it and Rosie's doing. I can't be the only person going in and getting the um, stop sign pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The American dream, even as a as as. As a young man, young woman, it's it's crazy. But another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. It's on me? Oh, that was my question. That was your question, on yeah. Bring it on, Rezzy. Um, let's see. So I saw a post, and I'll just read it to you guys. It says, do not come out to eat with us if you're only drinking, having one drink at that. This isn't a bar bit. You should, you could have stayed home. Uh, and then they said the bill came to $1,017. Here comes the, these two, like, I only got a drink. Then, sweetie, why did you come? Never will I go to dinner with these chicks other than my, or it says, other than my friends again. So I wanted you guys take on that. Are you okay going out with folks if they don't partake, drink, and engage at the dinner, right? They come, they have a drink or whatever, even if they have conversations or whatever, but they're not actually eating, actually engaging, and then I guess are unwilling to split the bill at that point because that's all they had. Um, Do you guys think there's an issue with that? Should the person have stayed home? Should they come? That type of thing. Um, If they're not going to kind of partake in whatever you guys are doing. Ooh, I sense disagreement in this question. You need to pay what you owe. Uh... (laughs) You go out with a group of friends, I, I, I don't believe in that split the bill evenly. I've done it before, but I ain't like it. I don't believe in that. I uh because it's too many times. Case in point, that that the reason I don't is the same reason why I don't let people know when I'm gonna pay for their meal until <laughs> the bill comes. Because when you tell people you're gonna pay for their bill, they start ordering shit they don't normally order. So I'm not finna go out with a group of people and have two or three people ordering shit they don't know. All of a sudden, they want to try to Louis the 14th Remy Martin. No, not on my dime. No, <laughs> sir. Pay what you owe, include the tip, include the tax, and everybody should be fine. And that way, 
You can drink as much as you like, eat as much as you like, as long as you're willing to pay for it. I might not want to drink that much that day. Pay what you owe. So with that, though, should the person that doesn't want to drink or doesn't want to eat at that expensive restaurant, should they come take up the seat and be with you guys if that's all they're getting? Are they invited? I assume so. Yeah, if they want to go, yeah. Yeah. Ferg, you're looking like, what's going on? That might be the dumbest question we've had on this show. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) What's going on? No, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a real thing. Like people people are people. I know, I know, but it's like, are you serious? Like, I came to hang out with you guys and because I just like, you know what? I ate before I left. I just wanted to come. I ain't seen y'all in a while. You know, uh, Slim's in town. I ain't seen him. You know, I, I got to work tomorrow. I got to get up early and I'm going to work out. And I'm fa- uh, Yeah, I'm going to come have a drink and, you know, just chill and enjoy good conversation and keep it moving. A thousand dollars? You're mad at... <laughs> You're mad at me because somehow we ran up a thousand. No, y'all ran up a thousand dollar tab. You know, as a matter of fact, you know how, and I've never done this, but I see why certain people do this. They go get up and they go order their goddamn drinks at the bar. <laughs> got, I wait just right now. I'm good. I'm just going to the bar real quick because I know I know what kind of dumb shit y'all on. <laughs> what kind of like what what you Michael. eat don't make me or pay like I mean what, what does that have to do when I when Especially, I go then, you know what's worse because I've seen this happen let's say we order we go order a dozen oysters well you order a dozen oysters for the table I eat an oyster you eat eleven. <laughs> you now, we sp- now we splitting the guy moisture. I'm be like Chris Rock on um, uh, what was that? I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get you suck. <laughs> How much moisture? <laughs> One read. <laughs> I mean, I've seen this, and it's just like now. My thing is if. And I've been in those situations where it's reasonable and, you know, like we're just ordering and we're drinking, you know, like it's cool. We're not going crazy. Um, I don't necessarily need the. No, you had two margaritas because you had the Patron margarita. I had the house margarita. Like, no, it's, it's three of us and the bill's $120. You know, like just let's let's keep on trucking because we're about to go someplace else and I might buy the next round of drinks. Like, it's not like that. But when we're trying to go out and you're trying to impress people or you already. In your mind, like I'm gonna spend five hundred dollars on this. I need to know what kind of party we're on. So I'm okay splitting if I under if I, I'm watching the table. I'm doing the math in my head, and it's like, okay, let me see that tab. Ooh, nah. Um, I had I had the prime rib. I had the prime rib. That was good. That was good. Okay. No, nah, you supposed to take this one off because it had you know like I'm I'm be that person. I've actually been a part of that for real. Like in real life, I went out with some coworkers and it was mixed company. It was coloreds and white people. And I told one of my white coworkers, after I never forget this restaurant, it was Raised the Steaks in Arlington, Virginia. We went and I said, hey Mike, I don't know if you've been out to dinner with black people before, but I'm gonna let you know. When the bill comes, nobody's going to volunteer to pay that bill. I know when you probably go out with your people, someone grabs a check and say, no, no, Eric, I got it this time. I got it. That's not going to happen here tonight. Let me assure you. I said, you're going to see some argument. And sure enough, when we got there, I told the waitress, hey, I want my bill separate from the table. And sure enough, when that bill came, what Ferg just did is exactly what they did. Nope, nope. I you had the two glasses of wine. Nope. You had the 32 ounce ribeye. No, no, no. I, I know I said I got appetizers for the table, but you ate three of them. <laughs> I was like, and I just I sat, I paid my bill and sat back. And Mike looked at me. He could not believe the accuracy 
in which I described it. How many times do you think he said niggas in his head? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It had but to you, be at least eight. <laughs> but you know what's funny? Because like if we do that, if I order something for the table, I'll pay for that. Like if I ordered the oysters and we split, we we, I'll I'll get the oysters. I don't expect you to, you know. We go to Winslow's. I can't sit there like, okay, oysters are twenty three ninety eight. Uh, Rizzy ate six. No, he ate seven. Uh, <laughs> I ate five. But you know, I ain't. We ain't gonna be petty. I'll cut it down the middle. Yeah. You know, it's just like, no, nah, yeah. I got the oysters. It's cool. Like, you yeah, know. and Rizzy did because he's allergic to oysters. Because, because that's the loophole <laughs> they try to use. People will say I ordered for the table, but then they want everybody to pitch in Mm-mm. on the on the. Right. If you order for the table, that means you are treating the table. So, see, you you, you got to realize they don't ever say they're ordering for the table. It's like y'all want nachos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us and, some nachos. Give yeah. us some nachos. Yeah. <laughs> y'all want nachos? Nach- everybody good with nachos? Okay, nachos. Uh, let's get a picture of you know, yeah. and that's how that goes. Yeah, that's true. I, I it, to just so that I can kind of close it and and answer the question. I do agree that's the dumbest thing in the world to think that I can't come have a good time with my friends if y'all really my friends just because I don't want to eat right now or I don't want to eat at this expensive restaurant or I don't want to spend money, you know, today. I I think that's just that shows that that person's not a good friend. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to. And and if anybody ever came to you and was like, hey, they had an issue with you not drinking enough at, when they were out or whatever, you don't need to be hanging with that person anyway. Yeah. Like, hands down. So I that, that post, it pissed me off because there were, like y'all said, there were a lot of people that were agreeing with it. And I was like, oh my God, y'all are horrible friends. And that's why they follow that person. Probably. <laughs> probably. Now, maybe maybe they misquoted. Maybe it's like you went out with them, you didn't order anything, but you ate everything. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Now I'm good. Let me try one of those. You gonna eat that? Like maybe that. It has to be something. But you know what? I appreciate those people. Tell me if I offend you and I go out and I don't eat enough or drink enough, and you have a problem with how much I'm spending. Please tell me. <laughs> Please, because guess what I'll do. I will never go out with you again. I will make yep. it a point. Thank you. Help me <laughs> figure out who my real friends are. Exactly. Yeah. But if you know what, I was just, I ain't want to bring this up, dog. But last time we went out, you know, Rise spent $127 on dinner. I spent like $119 and you spent like $12 on some nachos. And I just feel like, you know, moving forward, if you can't at least have a $100 tab and we stay can split that bitch three ways, <laughs> you need to stay at home. And then I I even came to pick you up so you didn't have to pay for gas. And, nigga, fuck out of here. <laughs> Let's go ahead and close it out, fellas. Uh, I want to start off by saying um, thank you Atlanta times two. First, thank you Atlanta for bringing home that election. Uh, we were we were recording on Wednesday. Georgia just had their election between Herschel Walker and Senator Warnock, and Warnock pulled it off. Herschel Walker, right? <laughs> That's right, because he says it's a compliment, mm-hmm. so it's not even derogatory. Um, we're not going by I think three points I had predicted four uh, but so thank you because it was close until they finished counting like uh, Fulton County I believe so uh, thank you Atlanta and also thank you Atlanta the show I actually need to re- re-watch the entire series again because I didn't always give it my undivided attention but I did watch enough episodes to know that it was a very smart black different type of show that was needed. I think it was needed and it was uh, it was good to watch and I can't wait till I start back and just binge it again. They just finished uh, their final season. It's four seasons. You can catch up on it on Hulu. Uh, but just thank you for that show. Thank you Atlanta for coming out to vote. And I think that's all. I, I think I had one more thing. It may come to me in a minute, but you guys go ahead. Yeah. Um, just continuation with the thank you to Atlanta because both of the articles that we were featured in both were Atlanta based magazines um so you know appreciate the love that we're getting over there 
especially since n- neither or either three of us are um you know none of us. atlanta none of us are <laughs> uh, <laughs> either three neither three none of us uh are yes. uh, atlanta based uh and we still yes. get a lot of love in the city and so we appreciate that uh, a lot um and then happy birthday ferg i know you brought it up but that was going to be my closing uh to kind of make sure we, we kind of called you out man um so you've been there for me and so many birthdays so i'm going to make a commitment next year we're get, doing it big for your birthday uh oh. as you turn uh 43 so nice, get nice, ready for it. nice. before you up. take over for before you take over the, the last thing we had a uh a listener that told us that we are a little hard on the democrats they've been listening to the show since its uh beginning said we were hard on Democrats and we need to show them some love with the historic uh, midterm that they had and holding the line against that so-called red wave. I felt like we did after this past midterm, but we have been hard on the Dems and they do deserve, even if it's temporary, even if it was a mistake, whatever you want to call it. Hey, bro, don't give them half as compliment. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, no, no. No, because I know that's what some people will say. Yeah. The fact of the matter is they, they barely lost the House. They gained a seat in the Senate with a with a president that's dealing with a low approval rating and had inflation. Like Republicans had a good argument, even though inflation is worldwide, but they had a good argument and they still couldn't pull it off. So uh, them to deserve some credit and I hope they build on it and I hope they're already planning for 2024 yeah I'm scared of that because I've listened to a lot of the Republican pundits after this and the Republicans are on talking points they are on it 100% I haven't heard a Republican going off script I've heard them talking about, like you said, that economy and inflation and all the things that they are, the cases that they had to make. They are on point now because I think it shocked them uh, with that. And so they're going to get back to the game plan and it's going to be a hard fought battle in 24. Thank God for Trump. He's going to distract them. They keep talking about Hunter Biden too. Like you're talking about inflation is a huge problem, but you're going to focus your attention on Hunter Biden. That's, 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 that's object number one, right? That's, that's yeah. the most critical thing to the the, so, the safety of the country. So if they want to go after a non-elected official, then by all means, Dems plan, plot, strategize, like Tupac said. Yeah. And ball so, hurts. <laughs> so once again, thank you, Atlanta. Maybe we'll call the show Thank You, Atlanta. I like that. Because I just, I, after a Trump 2016, he lost in 2020, and to come back, this was to me the biggest and maybe I'm overthinking it biggest reflection of the country if Walker would have won this it, it just shows that like it doesn't matter it never will matter it is and it, it just to have a runoff short runoff with every all the obstacles somehow they pulled it off and this guy is just horrible but more importantly, my point is we talked about mental health and everything for the holidays. What I want to take a second about second to talk about is financial responsibility for the holidays. People don't break your back this year trying to impress. Feel obligated to spend money that you don't have because December 26th. It's just another day. It'll be the day after Christmas. People will love you, but don't enter the new year stressed out financially. It's not worth it, especially after the conversation we had recently about um, the expectations with the American dream and trying to impress these kids and all this stuff or or the spouse, you know, the wife that wants to Louis bag and doesn't feel like if you if you don't get her the bag, you don't love her or whatever the case may be. People don't go down that rabbit hole. Stay in your budget. Be smart. It's not worth it. So anything else, fellas? Oh, just about that. Being smart. Um, you guys know I always talk about the whole uh, Santa Claus thing. Don't have Santa Claus bringing the most expensive gift out there. Some kids, their Santa Claus um, might not bring them that really, really expensive gift. So, you know, unless mm-hmm. you're one of those parents that Santa brings everything, 
if you do limit what Santa brings, try to get the more, you know, conservative uh, gift and put it in there because some of those some of the other kids aren't getting those huge gifts like that. Yeah. Yeah, good one. So, once again, once take take a break to our all of our inspire you on air, the new beat of the Bay listeners. Thank you for time chiming in and listening. Uh, We thank you once again, inspire you for giving us opportunity to showcase our talent and spread it to the world. Excited for to finish this year out and see what new, the new year br- brings. Hopefully we'll see you guys in uh, Mar- Mobile for Mardi Gras. There's a bunch of events and th- the brothers will be down there in full effect. So looking forward to that and connecting with our Inspire You family. Once again, three brothers, no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.